0: A word of prayer for our revival and uh, really be praying for that. I'm praying, I would ask that you take some time this week and specifically pray for our revival, specifically pray for the preacher and uh, pray for the messages, pray for your heart to be ready to hear the word. Uh, Hebrews chapter number 11, we've been studying there on Sunday nights, the great faith chapter. And and, uh, tonight I wanna look at Hebrews 11 and verse number eight. Last week we talked about Noah, not of the uh, future events to come, and how important it is that we prepare for the future events. What is that future event that's coming? Is uh, he's coming in the clouds, and death is not far away, and um, we need to be prepared for death. We need to be prepared for the second coming. So let's read together Hebrews chapter number eleven and verse number eight. The Bible says, "By faith." Abraham, when he was called, when he was called to go into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obey. You know, again, talking about what we talked about this morning, obedience, there's that word again, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whether he went. Now, isn't it interesting, uh, in and uh in verse if you continue to read it goes on by faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in as in a stranger country strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob the heirs with them uh, of the same promise for he looked for a city whose foundation whose builder and maker is God so as you look at the faith of Abraham you look We look at Abraham's faith, not when he had a child. Uh, You know, uh, you think about that, my thought would be man is going to talk about Abraham having faith when he had a child. But it wasn't that, it was Abraham's faith of getting the the inheritance, uh, receiving the inheritance, receiving the promised land, receiving the land of promise in a strange country. Uh, God gave him that, but if you'll notice in verse number eight, the Bible says, when he was called to go, Uh, there's something to be noted here that every one of us, every one of us are called to go. Uh, who are we called to go to? We're called, we are called to preach the gospel. We are called to go and preach and teach the gospel to every creature. I, I've heard a statement a long time ago. It said every creature uh, needs a preacher. And it's our responsibility to go. Uh, he was called of God to go. I, there are many people who are called to go and be pastors. There's many people who are called to go to be evangelists. There are many people who are called to be missionaries, but ultimately, every one of us are called to preach the gospel. There's not a one of us in this room tonight that is not called to preach the gospel to everyone. Uh, My job, my responsibility as a pastor is to help feed the flock. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to feed the flock. But it is my responsibility as a Christian is to sow the seed and to go preach the gospel. This city of Nederland needs the gospel. And if I don't take it, then no one will. I, it is my responsibility. I cannot put that responsibility on anybody else except Trenton. I cannot expect you to do something I will not do. I can't, it is my responsibility to preach the gospel everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus said in, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and verse number 20, he tells us to go and preach the gospel I, that is not uh, for preachers, that is for every Christian. Amen. Our responsibility as a church is to preach the gospel, yeah. uh, to preach the gospel everywhere we go. He that sows sparingly shall reap sparingly, but he that sow bountifully shall reap Bountifully, you want to know what will help our church? You want to know what will help your life? is to sow the seed of the gospel. You have no idea what the gospel can do. The power of the gospel, the power of the word of God. The Bible says the word of God will never return void. Too many times we don't spread the gospel. We like to spread the gossip. But we don't like to spread the gospel. Uh, Get on the phone and tell tell uh, tell everybody about what's going on, and make sure everybody knows the big news. What's happening here? What's going on down there? No, we need to get on the phone and tell people the gospel. Uh, It would it would be a good thing for us to preach the gospel. Uh, It is important. One thing that I try my dead level best to do is always carry a track why because at any point at any time I can give a track out yesterday we went to the state fair to go watch the rodeo and the girls absolutely loved the rodeo right girls did you like that did they ride for eight seconds just a couple of them did and uh, But out there, thousands and thousands and thousands of people, my heart burdens for those people that are without the gospel. You watch those people. And again, uh, last Saturday when we did the Heritage Festival and we passed out all those Bibles in just uh, a little over two and a half hours or so, man, oh man, I look at that and I see all those thousands of people who would go in and uh, ride those rides at thousands of people, Uh, it's important for us to give the gospel. Whether you take that gospel track and you go put it somewhere... Or you go give that gospel to your waitress, or you go give that gospel to right. your, your cashier at Walmart. You go give that cashier uh, that, wit- uh, that gospel track uh, uh, at the doctor's office in an elevator, right. wherever you want to put it, uh, leave it in the restroom. We have one man who, who comes to church because he found a track in the Walmart restroom. Uh, Look, it's important to to give the gospel out. We have a family who who comes to our church and is a member of our church uh, who, who got a gospel track at H-E-B. You just don't know who will come behind. It's important to leave the gospel. It's important. If we don't give the gospel, we've had people saved who were given a gospel track. I have a preacher friend who is a pastor uh, today because someone left a gospel track on his door. He doesn't even know who left the gospel track. The church that gave him the gospel track has no idea who knocked on his door and left him a gospel track. He was lost on his way to hell and came home that day and a gospel track was sitting on his door and he grabbed that gospel track and he walked inside and set it on his coffee table. He said he even used it for a beer coaster a couple of times and then one day he was sitting at his, at his couch and he looked over there and he saw that track and he picked it up and read it and got saved right there on his couch. Look, the gospel is our job to get it to the world. He was called by faith, Abraham. By faith, we need to tell the gospel, yeah. give the gospel, yeah. give the gospel. Every one of us are called to go. Now, again, some of us are called to, to preach, evangelize, but every one of us are called to give the gospel. When you do it by faith. We have no idea where it will end. And in, in verse number eight, he says, to go into a place which he should after receive. So number one, we look, he was called. Then number two, if you look at Bible says, and he, and he obeyed and he went out. He went out and the last statement there, not knowing whether he went. So not only did he, not only was he called and he obeyed, but he went not knowing where he was gonna go. Can you imagine doing that? If you get on the highway and you just drive and you will end up not knowing where you're going to go, where are you going to end up? Where would you end up? You could end up anywhere from right here, huh? You could end up in the ocean. You could end up in North Texas. You could go to Louisiana. You could, you could end up in about five days. You'd end up in Arizona and New Mexico, huh? I'm just kidding. What, 850 miles from over here? Take you hours and hours to get over there. No, not knowing whether he went. Sometimes God's called us to do something and we don't know where it's gonna take us. Look, and it's important to listen to the call of God. If God has called you, if God is working on your heart to do something, you follow it. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know either. But you've got to follow what God has called you right. to do. Calling of God is true. And the calling of God, the Bible says, is without repentance. When God calls you, he don't take it back. Right. God called me to preach. Guess what he ain't taking back? Right. The call to preach. He ain't doing it. Right. It's important that we take the call to go, to go. But then also, I don't know where I'm going to go. What am I going to go? Where are you going to go? What does God want you to do from right here? You realize that every person in this room, young and old, you have a purpose. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. You have a purpose. God has a purpose for your life. What do you need to do? for God what has God called you to do what do you need to obey well I don't know how to get there trust in the Lord as we said this morning Proverbs 3 5 and 6 trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path God leads us and guides us, but we have to rely on him by faith. By faith, Abraham was called. By faith, Abraham obeyed. By faith, Abraham went, and he didn't know where he was going to go. Right? God's called us to do something. Well, I don't know where I'm going to go. Well, let's just follow the Lord. Right. You're calling me to Southeast who? Southeast Texas? Let's go. You know, honestly, when, when, uh, when I talked and I came down here and I preached, it, it honestly, it didn't bother me. Let's go. Pack our bags and let's go. If this is what God wants for us, let's go. It didn't bother me at all. I am glad that God called me here. Amen. I'm thankful that God called me here. Amen. Look, I wouldn't want it any other way. But you have to be sensitive to the listening, obeying, and going, where am I going to go? Where am I going to live? What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? I remember when uh, at, in December, my van broke down. It was a mess, trying to get back to Texas. Texas. And then at the beginning of December, my landlord told me, you got to get out. I'm selling the house. I mean, he he was kind. He wasn't rude, hateful, or nothing like that. But, he said, you know, I'm going to sell the house. So I need you to get out. And I don't know what I'm going to do. My my van's broke down. My, I'm losing my house. I'm Man, I'm like, I was like stressed to the max. I didn't know what I was going to do. But then God stepped in and began to, Put pieces of the puzzle together. Right. Right. And I look back right now. If we don't break down, we don't buy a house. Because what the Lord did for us with the church deciding to give us the van and then being able to use the van and sell the van and use the money to buy the house and buy another van for the church to be able to use and, and still be able to come out where God wants us to be is unbelievable. Amen. Amen. That's it. I could have never begin to put those pieces together, but none of that happens if we don't break down that refrigerator, same thing. That's God. I know. You were gonna have to pay two thousand dollars for a refrigerator. God's I know. Good. I bought a used refrigerator the first time I uh, moved in my house. Thing lasted me fifteen years. An old calculator made by GM. Sometimes we don't know the path that God wants for us, but if we'll just be patient and by faith, like there are times. <laughs> No, I didn't have much faith. But God came through for me. And God is amazing how God works and how God moves. It's important to trust God and by faith, watch Him. Watch Him work. Get off of Facebook and put your face in this book and let Him lead you. Amen. Amen. It's good. good. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to to trust you. Lord, I know that there's been times that I haven't. There's been times.